It's been a while. It has. It's been a while, people. Oh my god, it, your phone quality actually sounds so good, though. It does it actually? Yes. Oh, let's go. Sophia got an iPhone 13 Pro Max, right? Yes, with the OLED display. And it's actually a sexy phone, though. It's so sexy. It looks so, so good. Sexy. It's time to like um, upgrade that podcast quality, you know, and the camera yeah. quality. Guys, I apologize for the last five episodes. <laughs> Wasn't it? Wasn't it? And that's on me. My <laughs> iPhone 8. It's okay. It's okay. We're, um, you're onto bigger and better things now. Yeah, definitely. Bro, my room is actually such a fucking mess. Oh, same. I would show you, but I'm too embarrassed. My mum came in afterwards and she's like, here's fruit since you don't want dinner. And now I have a bowl of fruit sitting in front of me. <laughs> Your mum is so sweet, by the way. She was like, she was like, um, I know you like mango. I'll cut you some mango. And I was like, I love, love mango too. Yeah, mango's so good. And it matches my outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah. But everything's just orange today. Mm. By the way, it's Halloween. Halloween, happy Halloween, guys. Yeah, happy Halloween. Once in a month, not once a month, once in a year, guys. Yeah. We didn't get to fully celebrate it last year, did we? In quarantine? Nope. Oh my god. This is like the first time where I've like celebrated it. Like I've never gotten like dressed up for it. Really? Yeah, like. Like no trick or treating, no nothing. No, never. Oh, you're missing out. Well. As we know from past episodes, Chloe doesn't actually have a very fulfilling childhood oh, in yes. terms of, you know, liking Monsters, Inc. And, oh, Monsters, Inc. you like. No, Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. Toy Story. I'm only embracing my childhood self right now when I'm 16. Yeah. Better late than ever. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, welcome, guys, <laughs> to the podcast. Um... And we have, in light of the Halloween season, we have some very scary stories to tell you guys. Yeah, very yeah. scary. I can only think of one that I have that's scary. Really? Oh, how about? Wait, I thought you had a couple. I have, I have um a few to tell y'all. Yeah, we'll be listening to yours and then one of mine. Okay. The one that I've already told you. So. Okay. Do you want? Do you want to start off? Um, maybe you should, since you have a few. I'll go, like, in the middle. Alright, um, I'll probably start a little bit, I'll start way back then. Okay, so, when I was young, my parents were really busy with work and stuff, and they they were always, um, and, and in the Philippines, I used to live in the Philippines. Fun fact, I was, when I moved to New Zealand when I was five years old. And then um, I spent most of my childhood not in Australia. So that's why I have a funny accent, too. Anyway. You don't have a funny accent. What are you on about? (laughs) What are you on about? I don't sound Australian. That's my main point. Anyway, I spent most of my childhood in the Philippines. And when I was really young, about like five, four or five, I had a very um, mean babysitter named Jessica. Oh, of course her name is fucking Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was she was absolute bitch. Um apparently though, 
I don't remember her being that bad, but apparently she was actually very bad, worse than I remember, because my parents actually tried to sue her for abuse. So, yeah, apparently oh, she was bad. Maybe I just suppressed all the trauma. But anyway, she was a total bitch. And one night she was looking after us. Um, and the area that I lived in, it's it was like really cramped crowded and like the buildings kind of like were just next to each other um i lived in my grandma's house and from like my parents bedroom in which in where we lived um there was a small window that overlooked our neighbor's backyard but it wasn't really our their backyard it was more just like an empty lot of space and then there was a wall a gray stone wall right in between um just kind of separating that empty lot and then our neighbor's like apartments apartment it's like it was like a unit almost yeah um and i'd been to the unit and it was like there was like one gate you could enter that empty lot in and it was just this like big patch of grass nothing in it um it wasn't super special in the daytime you know you could see like right across from it but in the night that's where it was like a little bit shady and there were rumors going around that there was a white lady in there so a white lady in the in filipino culture is just basically a ghost lady that's what we call it because yeah you know, the typical um embodiment of a ghost is like a uh, a really pale figure uh, not like a white lady like a, a Karen you know <laughs> yeah. so when I say white lady throughout this whole podcast I do mean a ghost but yeah so there was a rumor going on that there was a ghost basically in that area and I was like oh you know I didn't really believe in that stuff I watched a lot of horror stuff when I was young but like it wasn't like getting to my head that much um I kind of just let it pass my head, you know, go over my head, whatever. Um, until one night, I, I I was in my parents' bedroom and my brother and I were just playing around. And what happened was we actually dropped a TV remote <laughs> outside of the window and into that empty lot, right into it. I don't I think thought, I've heard this story before. You don't think, have I not told you the story? I don't think you have. Okay, well, this is in full detail. Um, I dropped a remote out of the window and my brother and I looked at each other like, oh fuck, Jessica is going to kill us. <laughs> and she she was about to kill us. She was like, she was like, you better go down and get that remote. And mind you, this was late at night. And I'm like, this bitch, what is this bitch on? Like, um, and then I was like, no way, I'm getting that. And she's like, no, you're going to get it. And I was like, mm-mm. And um, I didn't want to because, like, I already had, like, suspicions about that area. Um, and I already heard, like, stories of, you know, rumors about it. And so I looked over and I, I, I looked outside and then, like, Jessica left me and my brother left me, like, and I was just looking down at the remote and, like, looking, oh, should I get it? Should I not? And I was looking at it. For long enough that I saw what I thought to be the ghost and I was like nah that can't be her like you know um there's no way like it doesn't exist yeah so I was like yeah nah um 
and this this like figure was like you know typical like white lady thing i might have like been high or something Shit, but that's it looked scary. very real like i was like oh you know that must be the neighbor's daughter or something because they um the, the neighbors who actually lived in the apartment building had like she had a t- they had a teenage daughter like who had like long hair long black hair you know um but i remembered you know like in the philippines a lot of kids are tan they're not like white or white pale yeah like that and also what the fuck was that bitch doing in the middle of the field like at late at night what 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 business nah did? that's scary that's fucking scary you know and i was like mm, yeah the next day it turns out um i visited that same apartment unit and i met the daughter again i'm like this is not the same person i saw last night so who was that in that little lot there and from then on and i looked in um and the gate that like that led into that empty lot was actually you could see right through it and like i'm thinking mm, like you wouldn't want to go there at night you know it was like it was an empty lot so nobody went in there it was like grassy it was like tall grass there were rocks there if you weren't careful you'd probably die and trip or, or like get bit by a snake or something like that like yeah. you have no business there and i went over there to get the remote and um got the remote and i'm like and then i went back home in the morning and my babysitter got in trouble for making me get the remote so it was a win-win <laughs> um for me and i hope whoever was in that empty lot late at night i hope you're doing well um please don't haunt me <sighs> already gotten off demons in my closet you know like gary aspers yeah okay and that's that's like a pretty tame story it wasn't anything malicious yeah <laughs> yeah okay should i tell mine yeah yeah, I've told you this one. This one was a little more scary because. Ugh. Wait, my one? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Have you told me? Have you told you? Like, have you told me this story? Yeah, I have. It's like the yeah. only one I have. The one. Yeah, you'll you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. So in primary school, <laughs> you remember now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all had like um, after school care, um, stuff like that, and I would go to after school care with Amanda. And, um, obviously after school, there's not going to be, like, many teachers. And it was, like, at five at night, I'm pretty sure. So there's, like, no teachers, no other kids around. It's just the after school care people. Yeah. Um, and during after school care, me and Amanda, we decided to go to the bathroom. So we went into the bathroom, um, like, the girls' bathroom at the school. And there was one cubicle that was, that was locked. And we were, like, sus, because we were, like, who would be here? Um at this time <laughs> yeah we were like hey what's, what the fuck's going on here so we were like oh maybe we should wait a bit and see who comes out because like we would know who was in the bathroom because like you know mm. after school care everyone knows you know um so we decided to like just wait around a bit see if she comes out <laughs> like if there was anyone in there you know what i mean <laughs> and there was no noise coming from the cubicle so we were like what the fuck um so we just went to the bathroom did our thing whatever and then we waited for a bit again afterwards to see whether she'd come out or not oh, and then but we didn't hear any noise yet so we we're like oh maybe there's like no one in there because you know how sometimes there's like locked bathrooms but there's no one inside yeah 
like they're just locked so we're like hmm. <laughs> maybe there's no one in there <laughs> so then we we both <laughs> we both look under the fucking cubicle because obviously there's like a gap there oh, and we see no. old ladies feet like hanging like <laughs> like oh, fucking hanging like, like there were old ladies feet like with the shoes and everything like literally like you could tell that it was old ladies feet because it was very pale like with oh the stockings God. and like black shoes i remember it and we got so fucking scared like we started screaming and just ran out of the bathroom <laughs> oh my god could you imagine though she was just like she was just like oh i'm shitting right now like i can't yeah exactly we should have like <laughs> we should have said oh if you're a real person like say hi or something oh my god oh my god it was so fucking is- scary though I like imagine I've I swear to god I would like bitch slap an old lady if I had to like yeah exactly like main Amanda uh, I need to ask her if she still remembers it she probably does it was like in year two but oh my fucking god oh! <laughs> this shit was so scary bro and at school too I'd never feel safe again exactly god we should have just like kept waiting until she came out cause like she can't stay in there forever yeah Oh my god. And it's not like it was staff because staff have their own staff bathrooms. Why would you use a public girl's bathroom? That's disgusting. Yeah. You know, like teachers have their own bathrooms, like the nice ones that they can go to. It's not bad if it was like a random old lady. Like, yeah. But how did she even get into the school? That's fucking scary. Oh. So maybe it was like a ghost? I don't know. Little old ladies scare me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, that's a quick story that I have. Oh. Only one. Yeah. Um, the next story I have, this one is not in chron- chronological order. Like, this one, I'm just saying it in order of how, like, scary the experiences are. This one's a little bit more recent. Um, so, in Queensland, I lived in two houses. Oh, no, well, three. Um, I, the last house I lived in was a kind of um weird house it was very it was like an old house you know um and it's it's like it was an l-shaped house i remember distinctly it was shaped like that and it's it was weird it was the because it was l-shaped um it was laid out really strangely so um and then there was this like huge garage in the background that we barely used. We we stored some stuff in there, but like um, it was more like you know it kind of useless. And like you couldn't get a car in there or anything. You'd have to like yeah. drive very carefully around the house to get it in there. Um, but yeah, and then like at the very very back in the corner, there was like this space where um, the, a tool a tool shed basically. Um, but anyway, th- this house, it was it was just strange. Like, everything was placed in a very strange way. Um, there were closets that had nothing inside them. No shelves, no nothing. It wasn't even a storage closet. It was just literally a s- small doors that led to nothing. Um, when you entered the house, it was like an open space kind of thing. But, like, you couldn't see into the kitchen. You could see the dining room living room but you couldn't see into the kitchen and then if you wanted if, like if you wanted a late night drink a late night snack you had to um in order to like get to the lights in the living room you'd have to stop at the hallway and then turn on that light turn on half the lights in the living room 
then you'd have to go to the kitchen turn on the rest of the lights to get to work yeah that's so confusing yeah and then the lights that were in the kitchen were in the living room like it doesn't it was like everything was just strange right um and then i never really had like a like an encounter when i was living there but my parents who are normally not that superstitious were just it just felt very they just felt very sh- strange in that house you know mm-hmm. like they um even Weird my vibes yeah even my dad who wasn't around much in that house because he's working um elsewhere most of the time he he was like mm, this house doesn't feel right and my and mind you my dad's like very logical very factual he, you know he's like he's he's smart he's intelligent um he doesn't he doesn't like play into that kind of stuff yeah um especially if it's like actually endangering his family or something like that um or if he feels a real threat from it he doesn't play into that kind of stuff so um yeah even him he was like "Mm, something doesn't feel right about this house but like we really had no other option um to but to stay in that house because it was already so close from where we lived it was literally two houses down from where we lived so we went from 12 to 14 that's where that's where we lived um and then 12 to 14 no 12 to 16 something like that but and um but yeah so that's what that's like our living situation but like the, the real thing that happened was actually after we left it and i moved to melbourne in 2016 early 2016 maybe late 2015 um and like once we settled into this house that i currently live in my dad went back to get the rest of our stuff get our car um and get like just the remaining items in the house maybe some things in the closet and my parents bedroom had two sets of closets two very big sets of closets for some reason one was built into the room and it was just these like normal covers they kept clothes in there but then another one was like these these mirror um sliding mirror cabinets and they were very big like floor to ceiling kind of thing um and then we we stored some stuff in there but we never really looked inside but we we knew what was in there like obviously if there's not a lot of stuff in there we know exactly what's in there and my dad found this bag in that closet for some reason and no one had been inside the house and if it was the real estate agent why would he leave a duffel bag in there you know um so he was like he called my mom he was like oh did you leave behind a bag or something like and my mom was like no i would have seen it and he sent a picture it was like this black bag and there was another bag inside of it um and we're wondering like why why is it here who came into this house and just left the bag here like um and then yeah and then my dad actually spent like a couple of nights there because he couldn't go back immediately and like it was like living there it just felt very lonely like you couldn't live there by yourself i i would nef- definitely not live there by myself it was it was dark it was dim all the time and it used those like fluorescent lights it was very warm yeah and then like all the lights were like spotlights you know if you turn on one light like i said it wouldn't light up the whole room it'd light up a corner 
and then it'd be like a candle in like a dark space that's literally what the lights were and then like so if you had an intruder in the house they could like you know shank you like <laughs> any day like it, it was oh that kind of house and it was like it's like the creepiest house I've ever lived in and I'm like like I would never live here ever again it was and it was like a really and I swear to god there's something in those like cupboards that they had um who knows if you ripped up the carpet there might have been like blood underneath god knows it, it, it's, it was like a house from the 70s so who knows what could have happened in there but yeah but no, the- that's actually scary though. Imagine like a fucking unknown bag just appearing in your like closet. Yeah. And it was super frightening. But the last story I have is a genuine ghost encounter that I will always stand by, that will always scare me because I'm not like a type of the type of person to like really, you know, yeah, I'll get scared a little bit, but like I'm very logical by nature so like I've ne- I never really you know like nothing phases you yeah I don't really get phased by stuff too much um trust me guys she doesn't but like this one really stuck with me because I really it was like not a slip of the mind I swear to god it was not I yeah. will always stand by the story because it really it is it's what makes me believe in like the supernatural now and it's what like got me night terrors for like three years of my life like i could not sleep as a child like this i'm not exaggerating this yeah like a lot of people know me they don't i'm not someone who comes across as believing in the supernatural you know um but yeah i do believe that there are like otherworldly forces because this happened to me okay but yeah anyway um in the house in queensland before i the last house so um a couple houses down from where i last lived um that was the first official house that i lived in in queensland and and in australia um and it was a really nice house like it was like um I had mostly happy memories in it, but this one encounter really threw me off for some reason. Um, and it was like, I was like seven, um, not seven, probably older than that, maybe like 10. Um, I was 10, maybe 11 years old. And every night, like the routine goes in my household that after we eat dinner, my my younger brother, um will oh my older brother will like wipe the table and then my younger brother will spray the table like make sure the glass is clean stuff like that um and then i will do the sweeping of the floor so um in order to get like this the broom and the like whatever you call it the dustpan anyway yeah the broom and the dustpan it was all it's always in our laundry and um, the way the house is laid out, you enter from like the side, and then to your left, there's a there's a wall, and then to your right, you can see the living room. It's a nice open space, you know. Um, and then like directly in front of you will be the dining room and the kitchen. Um, and then like past the living room, there's a hallway, 
like a straight hallway that um that goes into the bedrooms and then the laundry is the first door the the first room that you'll enter in the hallway um but yeah it was and it wasn't like it wasn't like well lit that area but it was you could see it like you could see from the dining room straight into the to the end of the hallway where the bedrooms are um but yeah like i I didn't find it it wasn't unsettling to live in that house it was actually really nice um not unlike my other house but yeah like um so every night i would do the sweeping and then i grabbed the broom whatever to sweep the floors from the laundry and i as i came out of the um the laundry you know it, it wasn't i didn't turn on the lights you know why bother because they're like the light from the living room will light up the hallway whatever um so i didn't really turn it on but i could still see well into the living room you know it's nice and bright in the i'm sorry into the hallway so it's a nice and bright from the rest of the house right so it wasn't like i i couldn't see anything and as i came out i could see from the corner of my eye like just something run past um a little boy i'm thinking you know what is my brother doing why is he running around yeah because like my brother's quite young at this point um he's he's always been up, up until his like teenage years he's always been sh- shorter than me like what way shorter than me and he's now really tall <laughs> so he's like shorter than me but like a head shorter than me um yeah but like anyway i saw this like little boy running um blue shirt you know shorts something my brother would wear but like i didn't recognize it you know um yeah. it looked like my brother he was just running past straight into my parents bedroom and i'm like what are you what was what your business there you don't even have clothes there but he just yeah, exactly. straight into it like and then i was like okay whatever but as soon as i turned into the living room who was sitting on the couch but my younger brother and i'm like wait wasn't he just there like, yeah i was like fuck paula did you not like did you not just go into the living room and you i mean into our parents bedroom and he was like what he's like what no i just i just finished wiping the table and i was like no you just didn't you just and mind you the door to the laundry was was like at the start of the very start of the hallway which directly was connected to the to the um living room so as soon as you stepped out into the laundry you were in the living room half and then like the hallway was right beside you yeah yeah so it wasn't like i turned a corner i literally walked out saw my brother and i was like that's fucking creepy who was in your house yeah um and then like it as i was like sweeping the floor i like brushed it off i was like okay maybe i'm seeing things i like brushed it off i was like um i was like sweeping i was like um you know why would who was that like what 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 just happened and I, i remember thinking my brother who at this age he's quite young so he was like i'd always have to he was always like scared to be alone you yeah. know uh, when we walked home together from school i'd always have to keep him in front of me because he didn't like being behind me and this was daylight you know what business would he have running straight into a dark bedroom at night you know oh my- 
I'm thinking. I wonder what would have happened if you literally went and like followed the boy inside the bedroom. That's what I was thinking. So I was like, so I was like to my parents, like, Mom, I think I just saw like a ghost, and they they left it off. They're like, Oh no, <laughs> like you're you're crazy, like you know. Um, yeah. And then I just never spoke about it again because I was. I was like, I'm crazy. Like, I must be crazy. But I could, I can never shake that experience because, like, it was so real to me. So no, you I, saw what you saw. I, I saw what I saw because, like, there's no way I didn't, could not have seen that. And it, I, and like at that point, I was like, mm, like I, I was, I was like not superstitious. Like I, I like, I was you know just minding my own business getting on with life i was 10 years old what what business would i have with getting into the occult or the supernatural or like getting into the ghost's business exactly you know that's actually this, scary this was like so unsettling to me and from then on i could not sleep like i could not sleep i could not imagine going from my room like that boy came from the direction of the bedroom my brother and i shared straight yeah that's fair enough like that's fucking scary like Like, i was like "Mm, i don't want to especially as a little kid as well yeah i don't want to know what could have happened if i went into that because i'm not a dumb bitch i'm not a dumb bitch like in the horror movies yeah i will always if i see anything if i see a guy with a knife running the other way running the other way grabbing any weapon running like yeah so it really it's really stayed with me yeah but like you know gotten over it i'm not as scared as i used to be but i always still look at stuff lurking in the shadows you know um this point cook is a real vibe so yeah Anyway. Point Cook is free from ghosts, I think. Yeah, Pocket is vibe. Like Oh, except for my primary school story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, never that. stick around from primary schools. But yeah. Um apart from that, my hi- my memories are pretty much ghost free, I like to think. <laughs> ghost free. Oh my god. Are those all the stories that you have? Yeah, but I have like a bunch of um I guess, I guess, like, scary things to talk about. Like, don't you have, like, scary, what's, like, what disturbs you, you know? Like, what unsettles you? Not just, like, real-life experiences. Hmm. Um, I don't, honestly don't even know. I'm trying to think of something. I have one. When yeah. I was younger, my brother my brother my older brother is like always was always into these like scary um videos scary countdowns um and there was one one like video that always stood out to me it was like um top 10 rituals you want to do um if you if you're brave enough to do this and i was like you know as a kid like, like kind of interests you like it, it's like oh wouldn't it be fun if it actually happened um and then one of them actually it was like this teddy bear one and what you would do is you do you grab a normal teddy bear you and what you do you just um 
kind of kind of just like do a ritual or something hide that teddy bear and then hide it with a knife in its hand or something and it would come looking for you hide and seek well first of all why the fuck would you want to do that why would you risk your life doing that why would you willingly make your teddy bear into a real life chucky that's fucking scary right and i was like mm, not my not my not my vibe you know um the second the second ritual that really stood out to me was oh i forgot the name but um oh the raven man ritual something like that the what uh, raven man i've never heard of that yeah it's really like it's really lost in in the internet like um you don't like look for these videos. You don't look for these kind of videos. But anyways, one like what it involves is basically it's a really intricate process of you um, communicating with this entity, this mysterious entity, who will provide you with all the answers you want or something, and you have to do the ritual at a certain time, um, and then you can ask the entity questions, but you should never do certain things, you know. It is like a frightening process, which I, again, I don't know why anybody would put themselves through that. You know, why would you risk it? That's the thing. Like, why would you willingly put yourself in danger to, to like, protect yourself from, to, like, find out something? Like, just Google yeah, it. Dear God, like... Google has everything. Yeah, guys, come on. Um, But yeah. The other thing that I really want to talk about is, and I actually want to recommend this to you guys. It's something called the, it's a series on um, YouTube that you can watch at any time. It's called the Mandela Catalog. And it's a really, I watched it last night with my family friends and they, I was scared shitless. Like I was like shitting my pants, literally. So I'm sad. <laughs> Because um, what it does is it utilizes this, these like this old sort of, um, you know, like war, wartime, um, like not propaganda, like a wartime recording styles of how to protect yourself from a bomb or like bomb sheltering stuff like that, um, and that's what it would do. You know, like um, if anybody can do that, like like um what's that what's that video game called god oh my god Off topic, I, I just wrote all our helping hands i wrote chloe and sophia oh my god yeah okay yeah we will tell that story later <laughs> yeah um what's it called it it was like oh what's it called god anyway um something about nuclear like nuclear warfare or nuclear anyway like basically these old timey um timey like recordings of telling how telling you how to protect yourself against something called alternates and they're basically um they're basically alternate versions of you and they refuse to um they refuse to let you live they will tell you should you encounter one they will refuse to let you live and they will tell you to kill yourself and you will kill yourself um yeah 
So it was really scary, really scary concept. And the way it's edited is so frightening. It's so frightening. Um, And it's a series of videos. Um, But basically, it takes place in a fictional county in America called the Mandela County. And um, it's basically um, a series of recordings, like what I assume to be fake recordings hopefully yeah make recordings of um encounters with such monsters um and then and then the rules are there are certain rules that you have to follow certain procedures should you encounter one um is that you should never look at them so should they stand outside your bedroom door you should never open the door because in you will you can starve there for days and it will try and taunt you, get you out of there. Um, and should you open the door, you will die, basically. Um, you shouldn't look at anything like recordings, stuff like that, or TV, things like that, should you encounter one because you will die. That's basically it. And then should you hear, like, if a parent, a mother or a father should hear their child crying, they should not open the door and because they would rather... They would rather the child die than you die. But you what? Should, you should stop. You should open the door only when your child stops crying. Then only then will you know you're you're personally safe from such a monster. It's so frightening, and um, I would actually, and Chloe, I would actually. <laughs> Actually, don't maybe not watch it by yourself because it's really, it's so unsettling. What's it called again? The Mandela Catalog. Okay. Anyway, um, and then another rule is there was a police v- tutorial also in the Mandela County supposedly, um, telling them that they should not should they hear uncontrollable screaming, you know, crying, sobbing, calls for help, nine one one calls for help, um, that. The operator should calmly reassure the caller that the help is on the way, even though they will not send help, because it is basically impossible to defeat these alternates. That's scary. It's so frightening. And one of the recordings was this: um, these two friends, um, and one of them was going towards the hospital because his mother had collapsed or something and then they'd set up security cameras before because they were afraid that the alternates weren't going to get them and the guy who was who was called by his friend and um said um like fulfilled like a favor that was asked by the other friend to set up to see the cameras um in his house like just trying to find out i guess what happened to his mother mm. and stuff and he was like okay i'll do that the car pulls up and the alternate follows him back to his house and he's in his room starving for days okay. no he can't come out because he will die it's very frightening and it's funny because like the photos I saw of such 
the the alternates um they kind of look like my old math teacher that's kind of wanna that's kind of oh. like the, the head shape is very similar oh no that's what got me through it you know that just thinking about how much he the alternate looked like my old math teacher that's what got me through it um but yeah otherwise it's very frightening oh so scary no that's oh. scary wait have you watched clickbait yet the no, series on Netflix. Netflix. Clickbait is so fucking scary. Is it? Is it like a horror one? I didn't. No, it's not horror. It's like, it's like crime and suspense, but it's kind of scary because you don't know what's gonna happen. Oh my god. It's not like ghosts or anything, but. Oh my god. Yeah, it's basically like, spoiler alert, <laughs> in case anyone is gonna watch it. But it's like about this um guy, and he's like a school teacher. I think he's a PE teacher, and. I think he's, like, really high up. So he has, like, somebody that works for him. Like, a lady that works for him and does all his, like, whatever. Does his job on his computer while he's, like, teaching or whatever. And the lady, like, kind of, like, created multiple different fake profiles, like, dating profiles, with the guy's photos on it, but made but changed the names. So, that, like, she was, like, pretending to be him on a bunch of different fake dating profiles like trying to like um catfish girls and stuff like that yeah and like multiple different girls because she was doing it on multiple different dating websites like a lot of different girls thought that they were dating this one guy <gasps> but the thing is right like she wouldn't use the same fake name for all different dating profiles like one she'd ha- should be called like daniel and the other one like ben or something like all different names yeah but, like, all the same guy, like, the same pictures. And all these different girls were like, oh, yeah, like, he's my husband, he's my boyfriend, this and that. When, like, in reality, he doesn't even know who these p- girls are. Like, he doesn't even know that he has these fake profiles made for him. Yeah. And, like, one day, this the guy, he went missing. And, you know, when you're missing, like, your loved ones, like, talk about you and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, all all his girlfriends, so-called girlfriends, were like, oh, yeah, he's my husband, I love him so much, and all this stuff. And the guy in real life, he actually had a wife. Like, he had kids, like, the actual real dude. And the wife was like, wait, what? How can – is he having an affair? Like, is he cheating on me? How can he have all these these other girlfriends and be my husband at the same time? Yeah. And, like, yeah, it was basically this whole, like, fiasco on trying to find him because he was missing – because they, they ended up finding his dead body, yeah? And, like, they did not know who did it. Like, they didn't know how it happened and everything. But I think... I can't remember it, but, like... I think how he got killed is he was... Um... What happened? Oh, yeah, one of the girls that he was... Well, not him. the His lady that was working for him was catfishing. Like, one of the girls, he was catfishing... Um. I think they had, like, a massive argument. And then the girl was like, oh, like, if I killed myself, you wouldn't even care or something like that. Something along the lines of killing herself. And then he goes, but it wasn't actually him. It was the girl. And this was, like, online texting, by the way. The girl was like, oh, why didn't you just do it? And the girl ended up killing herself. Um, and then the, the girl's brother wanted to get justice for her and get revenge on the guy because he thinks that he was the reason why she killed herself, you know, because he was saying, oh, yeah, just do it. So the guy, like, kidnapped him, like, held him gunpoint, 
held him hostage and was saying all this shit like oh you made my sister commit suicide but obviously the guy was so confused like what do you mean i don't even know who your sister is i've never met her um because obviously he doesn't know about the dating profile yeah. right? it was like what do you mean i didn't make anyone do that and stuff like that but the guys weren't believing him they were like yes you did look this is literally you texting her telling her to kill herself and stuff and then um he ended up the guys ended up letting him go because they realised that he was telling the truth. Like, he wasn't lying when he said that he didn't know who his sister was and stuff. Yeah. So they let him go. Um, I think it was if they promised not to, like, tell them, tell the police that they were the guys um, holding him hostage. Yeah. So he was, like, running, running and shit like that. And he found out about, like, the dating profiles. And he was, like... Because you know how they all had pictures of him and his... Um, at different spots, whatever... Yeah. Um, right. And he put it together. He was like, the only person who has access to all my photos is the lady that works for me. So it must be her that's creating these fake profiles. So when he was like running back home, he ran to the lady's house and was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what are you doing? Why are you creating these fake profiles and stuff? And he was like really aggressive and he was like beat up, obviously, like bloody because he was literally kidnapped. And then the the lady's husband came from behind and like whacked him on the head with like a hammer and he literally he died like killed him. Oh. And then they were yeah they were like oh shit we need to like hide his body and stuff like that. And yeah they ended up hiding his body. The police found him, and the police thought it was the guys that held him hostage that killed him because obviously it makes sense yeah. right. And yeah the guys were like no no it actually wasn't us like we let him go, and then they ended up like tracking the address and all that shit of where the texts were sent like from the fake profiles yeah and the address was of the ladies obviously because it was her yeah um and her husband actually wasn't even in on it her husband was like what the fuck are you doing why are you doing this even though he was the one who killed the guy oh my god but yeah basically that's so oh my god i need to watch that yeah like you never know what people can do like God. Shit, like you never know if you have like a fake profile that people are making of you. That's the thing though, there's actually like stuff you know like those um apps which where they can transfer your face onto like music videos just of like artists. Yeah, yeah. That's scary and it's actually it's actually becoming a real issue because mm. those faces of teenagers, minors, they're ending up of people who don't even know, they're ending up on like porn sites and, and stuff and like and, and exactly that and and then these these girls these these boys they're they're like why is my face on this site like what what the hell um and it's becoming more and more like common and yeah. scary like imagine you know, like and what the lady would do she would like get of the um so you know how the guy that was killed he actually had a wife here yeah? yeah he would get the lady would get photos of him and his wife and photoshop um the girl's faces that that she was trying to catfish on them so that like to make it was kind of like to gaslight the girls into thinking that they were actually like with him and like dating him and like that's why the guy that kidnapped him was like see look this is a photo of you and her together how do you not know her when it was just the photoshopped photo You get it? Yeah. Oh my Scary. god. And it looks so real as well. It looks so real. And they don't really tell you until the end that it's like that it wasn't actually him making the profiles because like the whole time you're watching the series, you actually think that it's him and he's full like lying about it. Like full lying about not knowing about the profiles, but it actually wasn't him.
don't know what happened there, but... Yeah, a little bit of a glitch in the system. Sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, continue. Click yeah. Click. I was just basically... I think I was just... I forgot what I was even talking about, bro. I think I finished, though. Talking about clickbait. But yeah, it's a really good series. It's like five episodes. I could not... You need to watch it. You need to watch it. I could not imagine. Oh my god. No, because I was seeing the trailer and I was like... um, Like, he had the card saying, Oh, I killed the girl. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the kidnappers made him hold that up. Yeah. Try and, like, frame him. Because they, they like, the kidnappers actually thought that he was the reason why, you know. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, it actually wasn't him. It was just the, his assistant or whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, there's this, um, there's this Netflix film that came out recently. That's very similar. Um, and, like, I forgot what it's called. But, anyway, there is, it's, it's, it's about this couple, um... He, they move into this like tech really modern house and it's isolated so um, it's it's in this like small country town but it's like very far off from the rest of the town um, and they do it for security and the guy the husband is a kind of tech entrepreneur so they're very rich and the wife they're newly married um, and then one night a bunch of bunch of robbers come into the house or intruders and they get very frightened so the the husband says okay we'll put in some security cameras and stuff like that and we'll put in security systems so that's what they do and um they call in the police and the sheriff starts investigating saying um nope this is like this is this is like um we don't know what we can do about this like it's 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 just like we'll try and find out who came into your house and stuff like that yeah and um eventually the wife because she's so frightened by the experience she said she starts investigating more and more and she eventually comes across because she's just moved into town she comes across the story of a missing girl who um this missing teenage girl who is um still missing and she tries and finds out what happened to her like maybe like the crime connecting trying to connect like what happened to the girl and then like what happened to her home and stuff like that like you know um she's trying to she's like fascinated by this case but um her husband tries and calms her down she's like he's like you don't need to carry on with this like we're fine and she even agrees to have a party like a, a party at their house and so that's what happens and she she like stops her like obsession with the the the, the girl um, and then they're having the party and stuff like that and she starts to hear noises like from their basement and stuff and she keeps she keeps hearing like rattling and stuff someone's like banging against their pipes or something like that so she goes down to investigate and who does she find but the missing girl in their basement wait i think i've seen that heard about it i think yeah i think i've seen like snippets of it on tiktok 
really oh my yeah God. yeah but i forgot what it's called but um anyway she's she finds the the girl in the basement and she, her husband finds her and she's like and he's like honey come back upstairs we'll talk about this you just need to come back upstairs with me and she says hell no i'm releasing this girl what the hell are you doing um so obviously her husband tries to stop her and she try he she they get into a struggle um and like the husband starts attacking her as well yeah yeah and then they try escaping and then you know he just goes back to the party normal and he tries and he sends everybody home yeah and then he explains that he's built the house solely for the purpose of keeping his kidnapping habits a secret naturally because everybody does that you know um so like that's what he does and obviously the wife is in shock she's like what the fuck who did i marry and um they go off and stuff um and they get into another struggle and the wife is knocked unconscious but the girl comes in and just knocks the husband out they escape and then the husband gets arrested and it turns out that the intruders actually before that the reason why her his wife got more and more suspicious of her husband is because the intruders that actually came into the house were the brothers of the kidnapped girl and they oh my god they knew they knew that the husband had something to do with her disappearance so they went they went in and tried to get her out of the 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 building but they got arrested and stuff like that and yeah and god oh my god no that's fucking scary messed up oh my god you know there have you heard of the buzzfeed unsolved series yes i've watched I it i love the buzzfeed unsolved series. it's so good it's so good Very interesting so- the one that's really funny, though, the one that's really funny is the, um, the Annabelle one. The one that they visit, the actual Annabelle doll. Oh, shit, I need to watch that. I've only watched the Elise Lamb one, I think. Elise Lamb one, that's equally scary because it's actually very true to real life. Yeah. Um, and we've already discussed that in our true crime episode. Yeah. But, but the Annabelle doll really, um scared me because there was this really great video that I watched up I forgot the channel but it was Rob someone but he had a really great way of explaining the whole story and he actually uses um like quite graphic images and and drawings and stuff and artistic depictions of the actual story yeah and um so Annabelle the real doll is not a wooden doll it's actually um it's actually a raggedy ant doll so it's like got the the like the the right like the blonde blonde the same the orange the red hair kind of looks like wendy's the wendy's mascot you know um but the story goes that this this doll annabelle was bought by by a um a woman who wanted to give the doll as a present to her 
daughter who who just graduated from nursing school or was becoming a nurse and um that daughter lived with two roommates a, a man and a woman and they lived together and in their apartment uh, a little girl named Annabelle had actually died and so they believed um so what happened was strange things start to happen naturally if you've got a possessed doll they start like manifesting different things um so firstly it's like tame you know they put the doll in the bedroom and it somehow moves around the house yeah 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 you know stuff like that but then eventually it became more and more violent so they call in a um some psychic or, or whatever and they call in Ed and Lauren Lorraine Warren eventually yeah oh my god um who is a very famous couple and uh, unfortunately both of them have ba- passed away now um I believe Ed passed away about mm, some if not a decade ago a couple decades ago now and Lorraine passed away in 2019 she, um but yeah she before they called in Ed and Lorraine Warren you know the super team they actually called in just a normal psychic, you know, um, and who told them that the the little girl had died in the building, and they assumed that the the the, the girl was just moving the doll around, you know, just moving the doll around. They didn't believe that the girl was out to do anything malicious, so they they let they actually let her into the doll. They were like, okay, Annabelle, we give you permission to go into this doll. Um, bad idea, bad move on their part because what eventually happened was um, one of the the male the male roommate was sleeping one night and he felt sort of um, I, I think it was like burning or rashes or something like um, just like a, he woke up with a lot of pain on his body and it turns out that Annabelle was making cuts stabbing him like all over oh and my god stabbing him all over with um scissors or something and obviously he, they're like frightened by this like what the fuck and then like what the, the fuck is this doll doing um so they call in Ed and Lorraine Warren who tells them that like this is not a doll to be messed with the fact that you've let Annabelle in is um, they, they've possessed the doll but it's like the illusion of possession what they want to do is actually live on like live so that they can possess another person like does that, that feel scary yeah so the what the demon is, was actually trying to do is what they always do is they they give the illusion of possessing an object so they'll move it around they will make it look like they're stabbing someone or something like that or doing something evil. and then when you go to like touch it it just like disappears or something um almost like it stops. Like, yeah but like um yeah so they they give and then the fact that they gave annabelle permission to do this so-called annabelle um it just he, the male roommate or someone was actually very close to getting possessed so when they actually go into a human body a human host that's when they start getting dangerous 
right um so that's what happened and then so they took a took it away um they blessed the place with holy water and and then one of the incidents that actually also happened was they left annabelle away left it in the apartment and then what she did is she took some red crayon or something and then she started she drew all over the house what the fuck drew all over the house with this red crayon and yeah so that's when they like called in oh looks like there's something wrong with my house something wrong with this doll could you come and pick it up you know so that ed and lorraine warren they took it off their hands and as they drove back home what happened was they actually um the, the annabelle was actually causing the almost causing the car to swerve off the road and make them crash as they brought it um so and then they got it blessed with holy water by a priest they put it in this glass box where it's now displayed in their now famous home and it's been taken care of cared of by like their their daughter and it gets blessed by a priest every so often yeah um and there's this very huge warning sign saying do not touch this box you know um but yeah so the demon li- now lives in what is still a very real annabelle doll and it's fun fact the start of the conjuring actually begins in that very same apartment um of the three real life people who had that encounter with annabelle and annabelle makes an appearance in conjuring like the first one at the very start you know we see because at this time it was around the 70s around this time it was the same case that was happening in um the conjuring and it's based on the amityville i mean sorry no um it's based amityville and the conjuring are based on the same case that ed and lorraine warren actually worked on yeah and so and uh, according to lorraine warren herself that was one of the most frightening cases that she's ever had like it was really something that unsettled her so someone who's rightfully so it actually is scary or yeah for decades like you know um Mm. Oh, Amityville Horror in, in itself. Like, it's a, it's a very interesting story. I'll search it up now. Um, yeah. I'll get it up. Because the it it's not it's inspired not just one very iconic movie, but two. Two horror movies. While you're searching that up, I'll tell the story on how... <laughs> on our, oh, yeah. The, okay, so we'll, we'll add in a lightweight story. A lighthearted yeah. story. Um, just to... Yeah. Okay, so Sophie and I were, like... We hung out today and we were catching the bus back um so we get to my house and on the bus sophia found a phone that was just sitting on the seat and it had like what's it called it was like it had this thing on the front that was like oh if you find this call this number yeah is that what it had yeah yeah so someone had obviously lost their phone so um we took it sophia messaged the number saying that we have the phone telling them to come to us um yeah to come to us to pick up their phone and when so we waited they came <laughs> and then they literally like um like gave sophia and i like 100 dollars cash <laughs> just for finding their phone like they gave us 250 dollars notes um yeah <laughs> oh my- so just for finding their phone as well we donated 50 dollars half of it to um this charity 
at Macca's. Yeah. <laughs> Helping hands, whatever it's called. Yeah. Two yeah. pairs of socks. Yeah. Like, it's like... Yeah, it um, doesn't matter what we spent the other half on, but we donated half of it. Yeah. <laughs> to charity. <laughs> <laughs> the other half went but, to a good cause as well, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, um, this... 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 The Amityville Horror and the actual, um, I believe, The Conjuring is actually also, it's based on like what, it's like now a modern folk story based on a true crime, um, true, true like crime story that happened in the 1970s and it was, it's called the, the, um, it's an. Um, it was a mass murder, and Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdered his m- mother, father, two brothers, and two sisters in Amityville, Long Island, in New York, in America. So he, so he actually killed them with, I believe, what was an axe. So he, around uh, on the November. 13, 1974, 23-year-old Ronald entered Henry's Bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York. And he's claiming, oh my god, my, my, you gotta help me, I think my mother and father are shocked. Um, and then he, along with a group of people, went inside to their home near the bar and found the bodies of DeFeo's parents, Ronald's parents. So, a call was made to the country police department, who searched the house and found more, more members dead in their beds, and they'd all been shot with a gun. So, so yeah, they they'd all been shot, and they were fu- found lying face down in the bed. Um, and then, yeah. So like, eventually, he claimed he claimed that at the start that he he or a hitman or something was hired to, to kill them or something like that but it was actually him that would do it okay um but the the real interesting part of their story is that there's actually like some supernatural activity supposedly around their 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 story um so this their um it looks like okay so it looks like the stepfather stepfather oh my god sorry i'm just like looking through this yeah so yeah oh my god yeah. So the stepfather George Lutz actually was dabbled a little bit in the cult. So they cult like you know rituals, satanic rituals and stuff like that. Um, he woke up three fifteen every morning, according to sources, and which was around the same time that good old Ronald actually murdered his family. So the Lutz family right before they died reported to claim to have smelled strange odors 
um, saw green slime oozing out of keyholes and walls and experiencing cold spots in certain areas of the house. And when a priest came to bless the house, he alert- he supposedly heard a voice scream, get out. And he told the Lutzes to never sleep in that particular room in the house. Um, a nearby garage door kept opening and closing. An invisible spirit knocked down a knife in the kitchen. A pig-like creature with red eyes stared down at the stepfather and his son Daniel from a window. And um, he woke one day. George also woke up to his wife levitating off the bed, apparently. What the fuck? And his sons also levitated in the bed together. So... um, No, that's scary. So after telling that story, they t- the parents took a lie detector test and to prove their innocence, and they passed it. Um, and yeah, so like, yeah, so, so, moving on to that, they, they like, yeah, um, so this was. Oh wait, no. This this family that I'm talking about, the Lutz family, actually was after the murders happened. So the, there are another family that actually purchased the house at a very reduced price um, after the 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 thing the murders happened in Amityville, and the yeah the so they experienced all of that and stuff and. Um, the da- Daniel, one of the sons of the Lutz family, claims that the house ruined his life and that he has nightmares to this day. Wow. Oh my god, that's scary. And the Ronalds claim that he heard ver- voices urging him to kill his family. <gasps> oh my god. So yeah. Oh, fuck. So, this is really... Wow. Um, about the conjuring, I'm pretty sure it was still inspired by a true story, you know, maybe loosely. Um I know I think I it is. I'm pretty sure it is. The parent family in Enfield. Enfield. Okay. So it's based on the Enf um the conjuring namely the parent family in the enfield haunting okay so uh, obviously the figures depicted ed and lorraine warren are the center of the conjuring series and the nun series um and and even annabelle a little bit um kind of a spin-off if you will but yeah so ed and lorraine warren are very much were very much real people and they've spent decades in this supernatural um, you know, investigating paranormal activities and stuff like that, and their their stories, the, the, their experiences have made it into Hollywood and and all these films and these works, and they've inspired the modern his the modern horror genre pretty much. So, um, a little known fact: so in 1952, Ed and Lorraine actually founded the new. England Society for Psychic Research, which is the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. Um, 
Yeah, so they investigated the Amityville hauntings um, with the Lutz family, but 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 their most famous cases were the Conjuring, the the ones depicted in the Conjuring franchise. Yeah, so the Perrin family in 1971. This is the Conjuring. So they've moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, where there is the mother and father, Carolyn and Roger, and their five daughters. And they began to notice those strange things almost immediately after they moved in. Um, For example, the mother, Carolyn, would notice that the broom went missing or seemed to move from place to place on its own. She would hear the sound of scraping against the kettle. And when no one was in there, she'd find small piles of dirt in the center of a newly clean kitchen floor. Which is a little bit mean, spirits. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Fresh, freshly washed. Um, and then the girls, the daughters themselves, they were, you know, harmless. But, um, but they noticed that the spirits were mostly harmless. But they also noticed that some of them were a little bit more angry than the others. Um, so... The mother went out, reportedly researched the history of the home, and found out that it had been in the same family for eight generations, and that many of those members died under, quote, mysterious or horrible Several children had drowned in a nearby creek, one of them was murdered, and a few of them hanged themselves in the attic. What the fuck? The spirit that was portrayed in the film Bathsheba was the worst of them all. Whoever, okay, so this is um, a quote from Andrea Perrin, which was the oldest of the five daughters. And she said, whoever that spirit was, she perceived herself to be the mistress of the house and she resented the competition my mother posed for that position. Um, so, they investigated a little more and it turns out that was a real person named Bathsheba Sherman who lives on the property in the mid 1800s and she was rumored to be a Satanist and they were there was evidence that she had never she would she had been involved sorry in a neighbor's in the death of a neighbor's child although no trial ever took place and she was buried in a nearby Baptist cemetery in downston and downton Harrisville um, so, obviously, they, they've come to believe that good old Bathsheba is uh, kind of messing up their whole routine. Anyway, um, so according to the oldest daughters, they would, other spirits would um, smell like rotten flesh and would cause their beds to rise off the floor. And her, and her father would often enter the basement and feel a cold stinking presence behind them and they often stayed away from the cellar but the heating equipment would often fail mysteriously causing Roger to venture down more often Um, and over the decade that the family lived in the house the Warrens made multiple trips to investigate at one point Lorraine conducted a seance to contact the spirits that were supposedly possessing the family. And during that seance, Carolyn Perrin became possessed, speaking in tongues and rising from the chair, the ground in your chair. 
fuck? Oh my god, this shit is so scary. Okay. And she claims the daughter, she claims um um She claims, Andrea claims, the daughter, I thought I was going to pass out. My mother began to speak a language of not of this world in a voice. Sorry, the person that was possessed was the mother. Um, my mother began to speak a language not of this world in a voice not her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. Um, yeah, so... So, um... Lorraine in real life actually is very much against an exorcism that is not performed by a priest. They, she said they would never attempt one. After that seance, Roger had actually asked, kick, basically kicked the warrants out. And because he obviously, you know, what the fuck did you do to my wife? Right? Yeah. And according to to the oldest daughter, they continued to live in the house um, due to financial instability and they, until they were able to move in 1980, at which point the spirits were silenced and the hauntings ceased. Now, the other one that I want to talk about is actually based on um, is The Conjuring 2. So this one was based in England, Enfield, England. So six years after the original Conjuring. And this is the story of the Hodgson family. And there's a very famous photo, uh, actually, of uh, one of the girls being caught on camera, being flung from her bed. Like in real life? Yeah. In, In August 1977, they started hearing and seeing strange things. And Janet, who was... Um, 11 at the time one of the family members recalled sitting up in her bed to see her dresser slide across the room that she shared with her brother how fun is that oh my god and then later the family began to hear knocking coming from all sorts of places in the house and she remembers her mom thinking there were burglars or drifters hiding out in their home and calling the police to investigate. The officer who arrived reported witnessing a chair rise up and move across the floor on its own. Reporters from the Daily Mirror, who were also called in to report on the Enfield haunting, experienced them for themselves too. Legos and marbles were reported flying around the room hot to touch when picked up. Clothing folded on tabletops would leap off of them and fly across the room. The sound of dogs barking would be heard in empty rooms. Lights would flicker, coins would drop out of thin air. And furniture would spin or tip or over without being touched. And that, that house still exists today, actually. Um, then one day, the iron fireplace in an upstairs bedroom was ripped out of the wall. After that, a bunch of paranormal activity um, investigators from all around showed up claiming to be able to contact spirits. Most of them decided that the children had been faking their experiences. 
um, as one of them had admitted to doing so on one occasion, but the Warrens were like, mm, no, something's going on here. They, sh- they showed up and immediately concluded that there was a demonic presence in the house. Um, yeah, so, and then two years after they, the hauntings began, they actually just stopped. Um, and then the family actually maintains that they did nothing to So, yeah, so, like, they, 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 the Warrens knew that there was some, something happening there, something sauce. And then all of a sudden, their the hauntings just stopped. All of a sudden, shit, that easy, that easy, right? Um, and that that same house actually still lived on today. Don't know why you would live there. It looks kind of shady. Um, but yeah, that's it. That is that is that. Okay, that was a good way to finish off this <laughs> Halloween podcast episode lots of stories in that one. Oh my god oh my god wait there's a conjuring three. Oh, there is a, isn't it the Dude, devil i don't think i watched that the devil made me do it wow. oh wait i think i've watched that fuck i don't remember I did you watch that one? Oh my god oh wait was that the one that fuck yeah that was yeah never mind we don't talk about that oh. yep mm. just i watched it that's that's all we needed Oh my god. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just like waving around our wand. The wand. <gasps> so satisfying. Oh my god. Did you hear that? That was yeah. my pen. That was your what? My pen. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, guys, hope you liked that Halloween episode. Yeah. Make sure to put some scary music. Oh yeah, here. definitely. I will. Oh my god. I have to do my work now. Such a sad. Oh my god. I need to as well. I did some in the morning, but I need to do more. Yeah. Alright. Hope you enjoyed that episode. And we'll be back with more. Yeah. I don't know hopefully, when we'll be back, but we'll be back soon. Yeah. Hopefully. After our exams. Yeah. Hopefully next week. But exam season, very stressful. Yeah. Still got some work to do. So we'll probably okay. be back after exams. Yeah. When dressed. More frequently. Yeah. Definitely. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. And Bye, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode.